your boy Ivan, Say Something Podcast. Welcome back. We are talking about the NBA tonight. NBA trade deadline is upon us and we we got to break it down. We got to break it down for y'all. Um, y'all check out the Instagram, Say Something Pod, and uh, you can catch me on there. And uh, I'm excited about this one a little bit, um, a little extra excitement because today is the 9th and uh, trade deadline is tomorrow, February 10th for the NBA. It's been a minute since we got an NBA talk, but kind of liking uh, some of the stuff I'm hearing. Uh, I'm not sure if I'll like it tomorrow if it doesn't happen, but I'm hearing some pretty big rumors. We're going to talk about that um, and uh, about a big trade, big, big trade. Um, and then we're gonna talk about some of the stuff that's already gone down. So let's get right to it. Uh, so earlier this week, CJ McCollum from the Portland Trail Blazers is gone, and uh, Dame is not. Dame is still a Trailblazer. So uh, <laughs> the guy that I want to see get traded is still there. Um, and uh, we'll talk a little bit about that and uh, just the team overall and what, what's been going on with that. But, uh, you know, C.J. McCollum, he's going to the Pelicans. Uh, they traded him for uh, Josh Hart and some compensation, some draft compensation. Uh, so it's looking like, I guess it's a seven-player deal. Uh, Pelicans are getting Larry Nance Jr., the former Laker. Shout out to him. I uh, kind of like him as a player. He's a cool guy. He's kind of been around now, though. He's, he's kind of uh, becoming a journeyman in the NBA. Tony Tony Snell is also going to the Pelicans. And uh, the Blazers are getting Nikhil Alexander-Walker, Tomas Satoransky, and Didi Luzada. Now, I'm not going to lie to you guys. Some of these guys I've never heard of before, so... I'm not here to try to pretend I'm some kind of NBA like expert, um, but I'm just here to talk about the real stuff, you know, like what do we want to see, you know, like what trades do we want to see? Um, and again, the rumor that's going around right now is a pretty big trade. So we'll talk about that. Um, but this is the stuff that already happened. Um, it's done. CJ McCollum is out. Uh, Dame Lillard's, you know, his partner in crime. Uh, it's no more. And it, 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 it really, when I heard about this trade, it really just seems like Portland is, is, uh, you know, just not really going to be contending this year. I mean, they got rid of their, one of their, I mean, Dame is, you know, all world and you get rid of CJ McCollum, you know, uh, you know, guy could be an all-star, right? I mean, he's a pro and you know, he can ball. So, I mean, he, he's gone and the Pelicans, you know, are happy to have him. Um, you know, I'm sure they want to, you know, pair him up with Zion and, you know, keep building around Zion and all that good stuff. Um, but yeah, it's done. And, uh, it looks like the Pelicans are in rebuild mode. Um, that's at least what I'm hearing. And, uh, you know, with Dame, it's kind of one of those things where, you know, you would expect him to act out. <laughs> I mean, in a world where James Harden can kind of boycott his team into trading him, uh, you know, to the team that he wants to go to, he ended up on the Nets. Uh, I mean, in a world where 
LeBron James can, you know, uh, go to Miami and then come back to Cleveland and then go to LA and, you know, in, in, in this, in this world of, you know, this new world that we live in where NBA stars, you know, like Kevin Durant, you know, can go to Golden State and then go team up with Kyrie. And you get what I'm trying to say in this world, Dame is staying loyal. Now there's something about that, right? I'm a Kobe guy. We're in LA. I'm in LA. Everybody in LA. Kobe's our guy. Kobe is our man, right? So, you know, RIP, late great Kobe Bryant. The guy was loyal, but even he, even he, even Kobe was starting to get a little antsy. And even Kobe was allegedly asked to be traded during period of his career with Los Angeles. Now, eventually they got Gasol and, you know, they ended up winning, you, you know, the story and they're winning titles. Uh, but Dame is staying loyal. And, you know, I mean, uh, there was some, some earlier in the year, I heard that Dame, you know, had, had some lyrics on a rap song talking about how it's him against the world. And, you know, basically like, you know, like I got no help. I'm in Portland. It's just me, you know, I got to overcome. And, um, you know, Hey, something about that. If you could get past all the stuff that comes along with being the leader of a team, uh, and, uh, you know, get the right pieces in place and make a run, a deep run into the playoffs, make the finals, maybe win a a championship. Um, you never know. I mean, look at golden state, golden state. Um, you know, they, they built a dynasty. I mean, they build a, 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 a team. I mean, KD came in and later, but they built a team that broke the Bulls all season record. And they did that, you know, they got Curry, you know, Curry's only played for them. Now imagine if Curry had been like, you know what, this is taking too long. I'm out. I'm going to go play with LeBron. I'm going to go play, you know, I'm going to LA. I'm going to, I'm going to Miami. I'm going to New York, you know, now Golden State is not a bad place to live. I'm kind of hard to compare the Bay area but Portland's a nice place, but it's not the Bay Area. Um, it's not LA. It's not Miami. So the market is just—it's just not the same, obviously. But uh, what I'm trying to get at is that you know the farm—it's homegrown, right? You know, Clay Thompson, uh, uh, um, Green. You know, it's all home homegrown talent, and and what they built is truly special. And then they added KD. And, 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 but why did KD go there? Because of how good they were, because he couldn't get the job done on his own. So he, he's like, Hey, if I go join them, it's over. And it was, and you know, I mean, that could very well be the plan in, uh, Portland. So anyways, I'm not the GM. They got a new coach, Chauncey Billups, you know, he, he, he's a newer coach. You know, this is his first gig as a, as a head coach. You know, uh, the team is in a rebuild mode. They've kind of said it. Um, and I, a lot of people, including myself would have expected Dame to kind of, you know, say, Hey, I'm out or, Hey, I'm not playing the rest of the year. Trade me. Um, and that's not the case. I mean, look at Ben Simmons and we're going to talk about Ben Simmons. (laughs) Oh, we're going to get to that. Um, got to save the good, the juicy stuff, uh, for the end of the pod. Uh, but no, we're going to get that to that right now, actually. Um, but I'm just saying Dame for Ben Simmons has been mentioned 
Not that it, not, not that that's realistically something that would happen, especially when Dame's saying I'm going to stay. So, um, you know, but I'm talking about, look at, look at, Hey, if you want to talk about being a diva, if you want to talk about, you know, Hey, I'm not going to play for you. Uh, I'm going to sit out, look at Ben Simmons. I mean, that's the perfect example of the world that I'm trying to get at. This is the world we live in. Right. So, Hey, I got to respect Dame. He's one of the best. I wish he was on my team, but he's not. And it looks like he's loyal and he's going to go the Kobe route. But if you go the Kobe route, you got, you got to, you got, you can't talk about it. You got to, you got to walk the walk with the talk. Yes, you're loyal. We respect you, everything like that. But you don't want to end up without any rings. So you also want to be smart because at the end of the day, Michael Jordan, the greatest of all time, is remembered as the GOAT because he has six rings. GOAT, undisputed. I don't want to hear about anybody else. Uh, but that's the topic for another podcast, another day. Um, so moving on, um, it looks like, you know, we got a little bit more action trade deadlines tomorrow. Uh, we got a little bit more action, um, from Utah, the jazz traded, uh, Joe Inglis and Thomas Satoransky, which they got from the other trade and Elijah Hughes in a three team deal that gave Utah Nikhail Alexander Walker. And I just love this name, Juancho Hernan Gomez. It's one of the players I never heard of, but you got to love that name, Juancho. Um, I mean, if you're named Juancho and you're in the NBA, I mean, like, you got to just be, like, stupid balling, like, uh, with that kind of name. But anyways, um, uh, these guys are going, uh, so from the, they got them from the Spurs, and Portland also sends Thomas Santoroski to the Spurs. So, so just to be more specific, he's going to the Spurs. And um, uh, Utah's trading Joe Inglis, who, by the way, is out for the season. Could uh, he? He was great. I mean, th- the guy was uh, a, a real. He, he was a, a really um, great piece of that Jazz team, which is a contending team. They've been in the playoffs. They, they just, you know, they've been uh, winning games. And you know, he's out for the season. So this was a trade to kind of get a guy to kind of step into that role, which is going to be Nikhil Alexander-Walker. Um, and to be honest with you, like, just trying to get all this figured out, this, you know, three-team deal, seven-team deal, like, it's just, like, guys going here, guys going there. It's been kind of crazy. But at the end of the day, like I said, I want to talk about the big stuff. I want to talk about the juicy stuff. I want to talk about what trades do we want to see and what trades are rumored to happen and could happen before the deadline tomorrow. So let's talk about that. You know, these, these guys, they're just guys, right? Um, you know, the, this guy, Nikhil Alexander Walker, he's going to kind of fill in on the jazz because they lost Joe Inglis. They got a couple other people, you know, and then we got the rebuilds with the picks with Portland. So it's just kind of a cluster. Um, don't want to get into it any further. Um, and then there was also earlier in the week, Norman Powell trade to the Clippers, Norman Powell also from the Blazers. And again, part of that rebuild, Hey, we're getting rid of McCollum, we're getting Powell, uh, and the Clippers making moves. Uh, you know, the, the Clippers are a solid team. They've been a solid team. They showed depth. They showed resilience, especially in the playoffs last year when they lost Kawhi, uh, Paul George really stepped up as a leader and led the Clippers, uh, deep into the playoffs. Unfortunately, they couldn't get to the finals, but they were looking like they had a chance. And, um, this season they're missing their best guys 
and they're st- they still made this trade. So I, I don't know if this is like a, hey, we're going to do our best with what's available and hey, let's get a guy that could, you know, really add uh, at a skill position, you know, a guard that could kind of step in while these guys are out and possibly, you know, continue to when, with us when they return. And, you know, trust me, <laughs> the Clippers are going to be contenders when Paul George and Kawhi come back. But Powell is there, and they also got uh, Robert Covington. Uh, they got rid of Bledsoe, sent Bledsoe out, Justice Winslow, Keon Johnson, and a 2025 second-round pick to Portland. Uh, again, looks like a rebuild move from Portland. And the Clippers kind of got, hey, we'll take this guy, you know, off off of your off of your plate and kind of, you know, take over, you know, the contract. Uh, I think he has a five-year, $90 million contract. So, you know, Portland's like happy to dish him out. Uh, and I believe Portland's getting ready to pay uh, one of their young guns um, uh, in Afrini Simmons, who has uh, been playing pretty well uh, for them. So, again, that Golden State recipe, maybe, maybe. That Milwaukee Bucks recipe that we saw last year, can Dame be the next um, story like uh, Giannis? Can he be the next Giannis and say, I did it all by myself? Maybe, maybe. He's good enough. I'll tell you that. He's got the talent. He's, you know, no one can deny that. Uh, so it's going to come down, you know, can the general, general, general manager make enough moves to put a team together, even if it's not this year, um, but maybe next year, the year after, you know, just kind of get everything going. I mean, they got the 2025 second round draft pick. Um, and they just got guys that can kind of fill in in the meantime. And, you know, Eric Bledsoe is a good player. You know, he's been in the league and done a good job. Uh, but again, we're going to talk about the juicy stuff. So here we go. What trades do we want to see? You know, um, I kind of said, you know, Dame would be awesome to get on a team like the Lakers, my team. That's not really looking like it's going to happen. Um, you know, uh, there were reports, um, the Nets, you know, but it wasn't really happening. James Harden. Uh, and it all started when he started talking about how, uh, you know, he didn't really like living in Brooklyn and, you know, he really wasn't with Kyrie and the part-time schedule. Uh, so he, he kind of said, I, sometimes it's TMI, you know what I mean? And like, I don't know. I mean, like, like James, James is that guy that, like I said, he, he kind of like forced his way out of Houston. So I don't really know if he cares. He's kind of just does his own thing. And him, you know, starting to talk is what got these rumors started and, so they're like, hey, you know, especially the part where he's like, I'm probably going to try out free agency after the season. It's no surprise to me. Like I said, the NBA world, it's it's one of those like, hey, like I'm going to I'm going to look at all my options. I'm going to, you know, try to make them get a max, uh, that kind of deal. So it, no surprise when I heard that. Um, to me, it's like, why is this even a story? Right. Like, I mean, like guys are not loyal these days unless they're Dame Lillard, Damian Lillard, right? I mean, like, but guys like that, you know, that's why I'm surprised. That's why I'm so surprised. Um, so, so the rumor is, rumor has it, Ben Simmons for Harden. And when I first heard this, I thought, nah, like, it's not going to happen. But 
now, a day before the deadline, it looks like it may happen. Uh, some real reporting, some real reports. Um, and I mean, I, I couldn't believe what I was hearing. You know, I couldn't believe what I was kind of uh, coming across when I heard that this actually may not be a rumor and that the Nets and the Sixers, uh, possibly another team, are working on a real deal that is trending towards happening. And I mean, I was like, really? This is this is kind of intense because Ben Simmons has not played, right? So you send Ben Simmons to the Nets. So it'll be Simmons, Kyrie, Durant, still a contending team. Ben Simmons will be happy and, you know, he's going to do his thing. Uh, and then Harden with Embiid, who's playing out of his mind right now and is coming for that MVP, in my opinion. Uh, it, it, you, it works for both teams. It really, really does. Uh, I, I thought I was going to finally this year get to see the big three, the New York Nets big three, Harden, Kyrie, and Durant. Um, and even during the season, it's so rare to see all three of them on the court. I mean, somebody's, you know, Kyrie's not vaccinated. He's not playing. Then he comes back and plays. Harden's hurt, comes back and plays. Durant gets hurt. Then he's out. And it's just like a mix of like, you know, and that's just kind of how it is. And I feel like that's kind of how the Lakers are right now. Uh, And we'll talk a little bit about them to end the podcast. But, you know, Ben Simmons for Harden kind of makes sense. And I mean, to, to, to finally have a real deal that may actually happen is just great because it's, it's actually crazy, but, um, Going back to last year when I did the pod for the deadline, for the trade deadline, um, that was kind of the thing. It was like, hey, nothing's really going on. And it was kind of like, you know, the, the, the trades that we just talked about with, with Portland and the Spurs and, you know, the, 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 the Pelicans. It was teams that were just not really going to go anywhere and were just kind of like moving pieces, trying to figure it out, trying to, trying to prepare for next season and the future. But, I mean, I'm talking about the contenders, right? Like, these guys, the Nets, right? They're they're going to be contenders whether they trade Harden or not. But the Sixers, who are also a playoff team, and if they make this move, they can really be dangerous in the playoffs. So Tobias Harris may be in the deal. Um, I can't wait. Tomorrow's the day, and we will find out. So, um, you know, I hope it happens. I really do hope it happens because it's a shame. It's a damn shame. Ben Simmons is in his prime and I know the guy can't shoot to save his life, but the dude is a just gifted athlete, superstar NBA player. I don't care if he can't shoot. Just give just just give him the ball and let him do what he does and you know, if that's just score in the paint and not shoot threes in a game that's kind of transitioning to threes, let him figure it out. You know, um, maybe Steve Nash can show him how to shoot. <laughs> you know, I, I, I don't know. Maybe Kevin Durant can, show, you know, work on his stroke on, you know, help Ben Simmons out a little bit. Um, but yeah, I mean, if Harden's, if the reports about Harden being unhappy are true and obviously Ben Simmons is unhappy, let's just make everybody happy and let's get this trade done. And, um, 
mainly, like I said, uh, the Nets are going to be fine regardless. Um, and whatever happens after the season with Harden doesn't matter because it's after the season. So, you know, if the Nets win a championship this year, Harden can go try out free agency. He can come back to the Nets. Who knows? But if he does get traded to Philly, um, Philly instantly becomes a contender for the title, um, in my book, depending on how everything turns out, of course, who go, what other players are involved, you know, who's getting what and all that good stuff. Don't have the details. I hope it happens mainly also because there is no other big trade going on. So, um, other trades we want to see, um, a lot of people have been talking about, uh, uh, Russell Westbrook. And again, I want to talk about the Lakers a little bit, uh, get into, you know, what's been going on with them and Russell Westbrook. It just does not seem like he is comfortable. It doesn't seem like he's himself. I mean, we've seen the guy, you know, be a triple double machine. However, He's done it on individual teams without other guys, other guys that require the ball um, most of the time, right? Uh, so, you know, we saw him uh, with the with the Wizards, and, you know, Bradley Beal's there, but, you know, they kind of both play their role, and, you know, I think Beal missed some time, but, you know, for the most part, Russell had the ball in his hands, and it was kind of going to be interesting to see how he meshed with the Lakers, and that's kind of that's kind of the thing that we were all waiting for, is like, like the question mark, the, the you know, the asterisk on the Lakers this season was like their age, how are they going to hold up, which obviously not well, um, a lot of injuries and guys in and out of lineup, just like the Nets. Um, but that not, might not even be an age thing because, um, the Nets are not considered an old team, uh, precise, you know, necessarily, but, uh, they are, uh, like I said, you know, they got guys in guys out and, you know, the Kyrie thing, it's not an injury, but it's, you know, it's, uh, it's a policy thing. And I'm not going to get into that. That's going to that's gonna be another subject for another day also. But, I mean, for the most part, uh, Russ, you know, he I, I still believe that Russell Westbrook is a great player. I still believe that he has, um, you know, above average athleticism. And um, the guy is a Hall of Famer, future Hall of Famer. Um, and he wants to win. And the thing is, like, as the Lakers as an organization, the, the coaching staff as, as a whole, they have, they got to figure out, you know, a way to make it work. And so far they haven't been able to, and you could blame it on the injuries. Um, you know, but at the end of the day, you know, Russell Westbrook has been available most of the season and, you know, they just haven't figured it out. So they're doing something to try to change things and try to improve the, the team as a whole. And so I don't know if it's working. I don't know if it's going to work out, but basically, uh, in the game against, uh, the Knicks, which was a great game, uh, they benched Russell for the, for the, um, uh, the, for, for the overtime, they went into overtime in the game, Russell Wilson, I'm sorry, excuse me. Russell Westbrook did not go, uh, into the game in overtime. Uh, after the game, they ask him about it, and he's like, whatever it takes to win. Great attitude, Russell. That's the way to go, buddy. Uh, that's the right thing to say, right? Like, hey, whatever it takes to win. But you kind of know, right? Like, hey, like, 
this is Russell Westbrook, right? Like, like I'm pretty sure he wanted to be in there. Um, but again, like, and in the in, earlier in the season, he would have been in there, but coach Vogel or LeBron, whoever it was, cause we all know LeBron runs the team, uh, decided to keep him out, uh, in overtime. And, uh, you know, the Lakers, um, actually ended up winning that game, which was, uh, it was, again, it was a great game, great win. Um, and it looked like they have found something that works, uh, for Russell and them, but, Again, Russell's like, whatever it takes to win, we got the win. Um, good attitude, and it feels good, right? Like, hey, you know, you played in the game. You didn't play in overtime. Your team won. At the end of the day, you you just want to make playoffs, right? Lakers just want to get into the playoffs and hope that they have figured it out by that time to where they could be a contender and hopefully make a run. Uh, but th- this new formula of benching Russell – I'm not sure how long it's going to be good for. And again, not being able to trade him anywhere uh, because he's he's become an issue for the Lakers all season with the turnovers and and the low shooting uh, percentage. It, it's just it's just not working out right. Um, anybody could see it and anybody could feel it. And I feel like Russ, out of all people, you know, especially in the town like this, L.A., uh, the, he can definitely, he has definitely noticed and has definitely, uh, taken note of what people are saying and, you know, what the, the, the con the concept of how people see him, uh, and not wanting him to really shoot the ball is where we're at. I mean, at least that's where I'm at. Like, Hey, you know, like you're just not shooting well. Um, but Hey, it could be rhythm. He did bring that up. Um, the uh, the last game against the Bucks recently. This was last night. Good game, good measuring game. Um, not such a good game later on. The Bucks pulled out by thirty. They had got to a thirty point lead, and the Bucks were just you know they were they're pretty much kind of like hey this game's done. And the Lakers put an impressive um, impressive uh, a run together, and 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 they they cut the lead. Um, but I mean, the Bucks just closed it out and, you know, uh, eventually just, you know, the game was over. It was in, and, and, and the Lakers lost. Um, but Russell again was benched in the fourth quarter. Now was he benched because the game was out of reach? Not necessarily because it was in the fourth quarter that the Lakers were, were making that run. And, um, it kind of looked like they were kind of like, Hey, we're getting hot right now. We can't have you go in there and turn the ball over. We need the opposite of that. You know, we need guys that are going to, you know, put the ball in the basket, not cause, you know, dumb turnovers and, and help us, help us to at least get this in closer on the scoreboard. Um, you know, hopefully win the game, but I think, you know, being down 30, it's kind of tough to go, you know, overcome that late in the game. So, um, you know, after the game, he complains about not getting into rhythm because, you know, he doesn't know when he's coming in. He doesn't know when he's coming out. Shots fired? Shots fired at Coach V? Coach Vogel? Is that what's going on now? So, hold on. This is what I noticed, right? So, when the Lakers won and he was benched in in, in overtime, it was, hey, whatever it takes to win, right? But when the Lakers lost... 
it was like, well, I don't know when I'm coming in. I don't know, you know, I got no rhythm, like yada yada. You know, and that's just I think like the the effect, right? Like you you feeling good when you win, you feel like crap when you lose, and that's kind of where you're where that was at, right? Um, so trade deadline pod. You know, talk a little bit about my team, the Lakers. I just love the Lakers, and, you know, um, it's tough. It's really, really tough. Um, but I'm glad AD came back, you know, recently, and it's always good to have him. It kind of seems like it. he's progressing slowly. It kind of seems like he's getting back into that rhythm, um, and uh, he's, you know, he's had some good some good moments. Um, you know, he's defensively looking good, blocking shots, um, you know, clean, cleaning up, uh, for other players. And, um, I just really want to see him get his stroke back. I really want to see his mid range game, his three point game, uh, get going. And I get, I get, it may take a little bit of time, but again, hopefully by the time the playoffs come around, if the Lakers are in a position to contend for that, you know, hopefully he's there. Um, LeBron is back, um, you know, and LeBron's just been having a good year. I mean, he's been, he's been averaging over 25 points a game and, you know, he does it all. So it's LeBron freaking James, right? I mean, I can hate on LeBron all I want, but you know, at the end of the day, like he, he scores, um, he's not as consistent as I would like, but you know, he could definitely, you know, do the job and, you know, having him on your team, you know, I mean, it, it, it's a love-hate thing for me. Uh, but one thing I did want to bring up about LeBron is after the game, uh, he they did ask him if 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 he thought that the Lakers could get to the level of play that Milwaukee is at. And again, this is after they lost to Milwaukee, and um, again, thirty-point lead just kind of just didn't look good. And LeBron was like, no. I, he he said no. I don't think we. I don't think we could ever get there. And I mean, he said it real like a snarky kind of way. He kind of said, "Is that what you want to hear?" Um, so he was annoyed. Um, again, nobody likes to lose. It's kind of a negative feeling, and you're kind of in that in that kind of uh, you know right after post game just lost. Um, you know, he gave respect and he said, "Hi." You know, I don't think anybody. Uh, was saying when 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 we won the championship in the bubble, uh, oh we're gonna play uh, at the same level as the Lakers, you know, because you know these are, these guys are the, the the defending world champs, you know, and we're just not there. And so I mean I get what he's trying to say. I totally get that. You know, it's like hey, when a team is the best, they're the best. Nobody could beat them. They're just at the top, right? Um, but it's just like some things are better left unsaid, LeBron, because I I feel like you're basically telling everyone on your team, no matter how hard we work at this, no matter how hard we try to figure things out and play better and just win games, we'll we'll never be able to beat Milwaukee. Is what it, it, and that's not what I saw. Because when I saw that run, whether it was Milwaukee saying this game is over and, you know what, let's just kind of like, you know, we did we did our job, we blew them out, you know, let's just get, get out of here. Um, you know, that's kind of like, even if it was that, you know, you still like to see that spark. You still like to see that Laker run. You know, they made a run and it was a great run and they were looking good. And, you know, Malik Monk, you know, he really brings that passion. I like him. 
Uh, you know, AD, like I said, you know, has been playing good. LeBron is LeBron. You know, Westbrook, if we can get Westbrook going some way, somehow, since we can't trade him, um, we may have we may have a shot. You know, we may have a shot at, you know, a playoffs uh, series win, possibly, depending against who. Um, but, you know, when the leader, when the guy who built the team and made all the moves to get AD there and to get Westbrook there and to kind of uh, construct the roster around him and around, uh, you know, the way he wanted things. And, you know, to, for that guy to say, we'll never be as good as the champions, it just kind of like, what are you saying? So there's no hope. And that's what I'm saying is like, you know, the hope is, hey, maybe we'll make playoffs, you know, like maybe. And that's just not what you want to hear. Um, if that is what LeBron believes, it, it's, you know, that's fine. If you if you don't think that you will ever you and your team will ever get there to the championship level again. And you're saying that basically the Lakers are done while you're there, basically, or unless we, you know, maybe next year. But the season's not over, LeBron, and you're still there, and you're playing, and you're healthy, and AD's back, and you know you got guys on the team like Malik Monk that you know they 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 want to prove themselves, and you know you got you got talent, you got some depth, you got veteran presence, you know, um, just work with what you got, make the best of, make the best with what you have, and stay positive, stay positive, win or lose. Stay positive. Let's keep it going. Our goal is to become the the right answer, LeBron. And and you know what? He should know this because, you know, he has so many interviews and he does this all the time. And, you know, sometimes he, he answers a certain way where he knows it's politically correct to answer that way. The right answer is to say, you know, we are working at it and we are we are going to get to that level. We're hoping to get to that level. We're making we're making moves, working hard at it to get to that level. At this moment, at this very moment, we were not, we are not the better team. However, it's a long season. Things could happen. We could get hot. We could catch fire in the playoffs, and we could somehow maybe overcome their team. Which means you would be the better team, right? If you beat them in the finals, you are the world champion. And for a guy chasing Jordan, you need to win. So if you're cooked, if you're done, LeBron, you're just there because it's LA. You're just there because you want to break records. You're chasing legends, records, whatever it is you're doing. You got your own agenda. That's fine, LeBron. But don't, don't don't kill our hope. You know, we as Laker fans, we don't do that. We want to win every single year and we're not going to cater to your agenda and your schedule. So as you could see, whether I love or hate LeBron, this is the way I feel. And I don't want to hear stuff like that. Again, some things better left unsaid. So when, when you said, Hey, is that what you want to hear? Are you being sarcastic? You should have just never said it. You should have just either just stayed positive or just don't say anything at all. You know, we, we don't need that negativity. The team doesn't need that negativity. And, you know, with everything going on with Russ and the coach and like, you know, it, it's just not, you, let's not add any fuel to the fire. And um, 
I'm really hoping that we can somehow pull it together. Um, we're gonna have to wait to see and find out. Uh, but hopefully, you know, this is something that we can figure out and I don't see the Lakers making any moves tomorrow, but if they do, I hope that it's something that helps us. Uh, but I feel like their roster was constructed to, um, just basically go through the season and get into the playoffs and, you know, see, see how far they can make a run. Um, so we covered, we covered the trades, Ben Simmons, Harden. It's the best we got right now. Um, this is the say some podcast. Tune into the next NBA pod where we'll cover uh, some of the teams that should be making playoffs, some of the teams after the NBA break. We're going to talk about the All-Star game coming up. Uh, we'll talk, review that. And then uh, we'll talk about what did happen and what didn't happen, what should happen. So hope you guys uh, enjoyed. Tune into the next Say Something Podcast. Peace. <laughs>